0: इस रेडियो और रेडियो रूम जमसन जब गपशप का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बाद दोपहर के 2:06 मिनट बचाते हैं अच्छे लेकर 3:00 बजे तक आपका हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्लेयर्स से हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नजरों में अटकेंगी खटेंगी और दिल में समाएंगे को लेकर हम a हैं यह बताते हुए कि बाहर हमारे स्टूडियो के 20 डिग्री सेल्सियस तापमान है बादल हैं लेकिन अच्छा मौसम है and in the studio, after a few days, I am Mel Chaudhary Simpson Thomas and Associates. Ke Mel, how are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing really good. I'm so happy to be here. It's been such a long time.
0: It has been, hasn't it? Yeah, been?
1: yeah. I've kind of missed you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know that I was missed. Yeah. And I missed you too because I didn't have uh, legal advice on air uh, for the time that you were unavailable because either you were very busy or you were gallivanting
1: (laughs) i think maybe both of us a bit Uh, but yeah
0: that's right so um life has been treating you well
1: things are good um you know we we you know about our experience with icbc cases yes um, and other areas are growing. So, you know, we're able to have our relationships build upon the ICBC cases. Right. Lots of other areas. So I'm personally doing family law, and it's really picking up. You know, what
0: I was um, going to ask you, uh, if if it was okay with you, I uh, would like to say, for example, do um, chat a little bit about ICBC as well. And then, of course, about... Uh, <coughs> Family law, how is that doing?
1: Yeah, sounds good. Both of that will be okay? Both have a lot to offer in terms of topics.
0: So are you busy with uh, ICBC still?
1: I still have a lot of ICBC cases, and those are primarily <coughs> the older cases. Okay. Because as we know, from May 1st, 2021, mm-hmm. the law changed to the no-fault system. Yes. And by and large, you can't sue people for ICBC cases Okay, after so that.
0: So this is the question. Then, one gets into a car accident. One is not allowed to sue the the, the person that has hurt them. Whatever they are going through, if they are, if they, say if, I'm going to give you a silly example. You today this morning, people probably couldn't get to work from Surrey because there was four car pile up. On uh, Highway 91.
1: It's funny how that works. Like before, they thought, "Well, people can make claims." There's a lot more uh, claims to deal with, more accidents to deal with. It really doesn't make a difference, right? People, mm. no one sets out to go get into an accident. No, They'll no, no one it. does. Yeah.
0: So, so in today's case, uh, there are four four cars that have gotten into an accident. Yeah. It's
1: nobody's fault now, according to the government or ICBC. Right, the no the no fault, but yes. we but we all know that certain people do cause accidents. Of course, yeah, of
0: course. So in that case, what happens?
1: So in that case, the person who is at fault, like you know, like who we think is at fault. Let's put it that way. We,
0: do we think, or does ICBC also think?
1: Uh, to them, they they still care because the person's premium that goes up is the person who's actually at fault. So the oh. difference the difference is that everyone is treated the same. Uh, other than premiums going up.
0: Okay, I uh, pause there. This is a very good point. So here uh, four cars, the first one had to stop, jammed on the brakes. they are rush hour. everybody is going to work. second one comes and hits this uh, first one. third one comes and hits the second one, which again hits the first one. And the fourth one says, "Oh, what the hell! I can't stop." Yeah. In this case, if you were ICBC, whose fault is it?
1: So it's it's always going to depend on the facts. But I, I it, you know, what they look at is, well, should you have left enough room? Should you have been paying attention? So if something happens ahead of you, you could have stopped in time, right? So, you know, they could say all three vehicles behind the first one have some fault. Okay. Because there are, are actually just not one accident, no. but in that situation, three accidents. Yes. So they would probably try to say that all three of them are at fault. So and
0: in that case, would all three of them have their premiums go up, including the first one?
1: Not the first one. Not the, per- not the person in front who stopped for, let's say, traffic, and they were able to stop without any collision but everyone else who hit the person in front of them likely their premiums would go up now there's sometimes where you know you get into an accident and it's not your fault even if you're hitting somebody from behind what if everyone was going at a steady speed and the impact ahead was without warning and the person behind, you know, couldn't stop. If you look at it reasonably, I mean, you can't expect someone to be perfect, mm. right? Because no one expects that there is going to be an accident ahead. No. So there's going to be some reasonableness to it, but, you know... And who
0: decides the reasonableness? We, we, I, I, would, I am not an ICBC expert. I'm not a lawyer. You have been in this business for many years. So I guess you would have to look at it minutely.
1: Yeah, and who decides? Well, it's usually the adjuster, mm. the first level. Let's say you're unhappy with the adjuster's decision. Then second level would be the manager. Mm. Now, if you're unhappy with the manager's decision, ICBC has some internal process. I don't know if anyone really understands it, but mm. it's a kind of like a, a arbitration process. Or the other option is to go to um, a CRT. Mm. It's a basically, basically, it's an administrative tribunal, and it's like a court, but hmm. not really, right? Hmm. Because it's not um, judges you didn't that are. Say my lord, I have to present this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so they can decide the case. So there are options, but the reality is, most people are quite busy. They don't know about, you know, what's going to support me or what's not. So, what do they do? They probably, whatever the jester says, they might hoe and hum a little bit, hmm. but they'll probably eventually accept that.
0: So. Can we still uh, claim against S C B C for motor vehicle accidents relating related injuries? Okay, cars I know they repair. Um, they will send you to rehab for physiotherapy, whatever. Da 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 da. Uh, in a world of no fault.
1: So, just like you mentioned, if you if you need therapy, they'll pay for therapy up to a certain amount. So. If the therapist you want to go to charges more than what ICBC is, is saying will pay, then you're out of pocket for that. No. Unless you can get it paid through Extended Health. No. Yeah. That's oh a big change, God. right? Because before, it used to be if they don't pay for all of it up front, you get it at the time of settlement. Yeah. So now, if you you know go to this therapist who charges more, then they just won't pay you you're out of pocket unless you can get it from other insurance so that's one thing therapy uh you get 90 percent of your net income okay so why not the 100 percent uh why not well i guess icbc wants to save a little bit of money Mm. right (laughs) Uh, they save something um and and maybe they look at it in a way where it's a little bit of an incentive to actually go to work so if um somebody's at home and you know, ICBC is thinking, well, they could maybe work, right? So if they're not paying the hundred percent, might be a little bit of an incentive to go <coughs> work. But the big part you're missing out on is pain and suffering, right? So you don't get any pain and suffering damages. Um, so that, I think that was what you really meant, right? Like, yes. can you can you claim that? So no, you can't claim that.
0: Not at all. One hundred percent, no.
1: No, but they've got a couple other things that you can get. Hmm. So one is called a catastrophic injury lump sum payment. Okay. Now we're talking about the really sad cases.
0: So in cases where a person becomes a paraplegic or loses any limbs or something like
1: that? Not just losing a limb. Losing a limb probably wouldn't necessarily qualify. (coughs) It it has a lot to do with a person's function. Okay. And um, so like a... Really significant brain injury, quadriplegia, right? Things like that where you need a lot of help, and it's going to be permanent. Um, that would something like that would qualify for catastrophic injury. So what happens with that is you can get a lump sum payment. Mm. Um, it used to be about two hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars, but mm. because of inflation, that's grown. Mm. So I think that would be close to about two hundred and eighty thousand, a little bit over two hundred and eighty thousand. That's a lump sum payment, just because. This is what you experienced. Um, if you don't have a catastrophic injury, but you have something that is going to impair you permanently, so that means function, or they've got some definitions. So, like a, a loss of a limb that mm. you mentioned, mm. that would qualify. You get a percentage of this permanent imp- impairment award. And that award is around 140,000, something along those lines. But you only get a percentage of it. It depends on, there's this formula about, you know, how impaired you are. And, and then that's how you get that.
0: So when this all uh, came down, obviously the legal world was a little shaken. Are we the only province in Canada that is going through all this? Or are there other provinces that have no fault insurance?
1: There's other provinces. I believe Saskatchewan hmm. um, has a no fault I think Manitoba mm. might have a no fault,
0: but there are no other provinces like British Columbia where ICBC, which is a, co- a crown corporation, uh, are
1: there other? Uh, yeah, there are. There I'm are. Sorry. I think those two that I mentioned, mm. Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Mm. Um, other places have restrictions, mm. but nothing like you know what we have, right? Like so, for example. Alberta has what's called a, a minor injury cap. Mm-hmm. We used to have that. Yes, we used to, for one year only. Yeah, and then, and then before they really gave it a chance to yeah. see if it actually worked, yeah. the yeah. government changed to a no-fault system. That's right. So it's a bit odd, because mm. why would you spend the money <coughs> and mm-hmm. the education on this system that was only in place for one year, mm-hmm. or roughly, right? Mm. Um, Ontario has another system where they have a deductible, Right. Yeah, and I don't know exactly what it is, but there's a deductible about right. if you've got a claim, you don't get anything for the value of the first twenty-five to 50000 something like that. Right. So ours is definitely a lot stricter. Punitive? In some ways, yeah. Yeah. Right? Because um, if you're dealing with a no-fault system and you don't feel like you're being adequately compensated, there's really not much you can do. This is what the law is.
0: Before, um, and we have to take a break, Bef- but this is an important question for me. Before um, NDP came into power, it was understood that with all the money that was ICBC was giving away, they still had a surplus of over a billion dollars, which the government at that time used, the, the, the liberal government used it to fund their own other projects, et cetera. Because ICBC was a cash cow. So at that time ICBC was doling out money for, you know, accident five thousand to twelve thousand to fifteen thousand, I understand, from people.
1: Right. Different amounts, different, amounts injuries. Yep. different injuries. Different yep. yep. injuries, right? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so since they've come up with no fault for the past two years now?
1: Yep, May May twenty twenty one. So yeah.
0: Right. So over two and a half years. Uh, with all the m- m- money giving out to people, they were saving a billion. So without paying any money to anybody, uh, how much are they saving, do you think? I mean, roughly. Can we even think about it? I, I,
1: I couldn't even tell you. No. But, I mean, if you think about the premiums are probably a little bit lower. They yeah. are a little bit lower. Yes. Um, but still pretty substantial. Mm-hmm. So where is you know, all that money going? Right. And the other part of it, you remember back when they were bringing out the new changes and they were saying, well, don't worry, we've got you covered. I think they were saying we've got 7.5 million available for things like therapy and and those types Uh, of benefits. Well, still, they have to approve people for these benefits. Yes. So you can have a billion dollars in benefits available. Yes. But if they don't give those out to people, they still have that
0: billion dollars. It's
1: not worth a lot to you, then, right? No. And I do get, you know, lots of calls about people complaining. Um, So it's not to say that it happens all the time to everybody, but there are a lot of people that complain that, you know, they kind of are are on their own now Mm. and they have to deal with ICBC and it's hard to get benefits.
0: Because it's not, as a profession, probably is not worthwhile for you guys to fight for it.
1: Well, we can't because, Mm. so if we're going to charge somebody, um, you know, an hourly rate, and the benefit for them is going to be worth less than what our fees are going to be. Mm. It, it doesn't feel right to mm. take th- take their money, right? Yes. Um,
0: so that's that. Yeah. That is you being nice, saying, "Okay, I, I can't help ha- help you because you're not going to be able to recover the money. I'm going to be charging you."
1: Yeah, and at the same time, when people call me, yeah, I, it's not like I tell them. Sorry, I can't talk to you. No, but you do talk
0: to them. Yeah, I, I, still, I
1: still talk to them and I say, well, th- you yeah. know, th- this is the situation. This is what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And then people say, well, what do you do? I say, well, make noise, right? Mm. Uh, talk to the manager. Mm. If the uh, manager doesn't work, mm. escalate it um, and keep on them. <coughs> and we're talking about things like therapy benefits. Right. Disability benefits, those sorts of things.
0: We're talking to uh, Mel Chaudhary, who is with Simpson Thomas & Associates. Um, we are also going to be talking about uh, family law. So let's take a very short commercial break and come back. Sounds good. Spice Radio, Radio Room, Simpson, shop cup program hai. There was one more question about ICBC before we move on to family law.
1: Yeah, we were talking about it. It's like, yes. So you know, you know, we did a lot of personal injury before. Yes. So where do we fit in with um, new ICBC cases? Mm. Well, it's still possible to hire a lawyer to help you with this new enhanced care mm. uh, benefits, right? Mm. The no-fault system, but it's just going to make sense financially for everybody. Yes. So, for example, if we're not talking about a lot, then what's the point of hiring a lawyer and then you're paying the fees? Yes. But in some cases, for example, the catastrophic injury cases. Right. You know, there could be a pretty big payout. Right. And what ends up happening is it's very, you know, can be complicated, one, and it could be intimidating for people to deal with ICBC, two, right. and just the information factor, right? right? Like, you just might not know all your rights. So sometimes people will still retain us for those types of cases. And, uh, you know, it's on a case-by-case basis. we got to make sure it makes sense for them. And then we would take it on.
0: And the booklet that you showed me, is it for everyone or only for you guys
1: it's for yeah. everyone
0: so why haven't i got one
1: uh, i could i could leave you a copy
0: no <laughs> no eh, f- thank you very much for that but where does one get it or how does icbc it says your um your guide
1: to enhance to accident. enhance
0: accident benefits
1: right online you should be able to find it online
0: hmm. but all that has not been made public or did they do some ads about it, and that's it?
1: You know what? I I remember a lot of ads when they were bringing it in into yes. effect, when they were uh, getting the PR around it, yes. you know, getting the public on board. Right. Do you do you see many ads now about it? Nope. Yeah. So I th- I think the ads have kind there of there
0: are no now the ads that come from ICBC is distracted driving. Right. So the other day, and I never and I and I talk, talked about it on air as well. I was going somewhere, and there was a four-way stop. And I looked. Nobody was there. I slowed down, but I wasn't full stop.
1: Okay, as your lawyer, yes. I'm, I'm advising you not... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 I just wanted to see yeah. what you're going to uh, say now. I, <laughs> you're coming to an intersection. <laughs> we're talking about distracted driving.
0: Yes. I'm yes. hoping it's
1: not that <laughs> no. no, you were distracted. Okay,
0: I was not distracted, okay. uh, but I looked around. Nobody was there from... Nobody from the front, nobody on the right, nobody on the left. And I took my left. And as I went up, woo, 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 and a cop stopped me.
1: Oh, for not stopping?
0: For not stopping. I see. So, um, and I said to him, ah, so he said, the reason why I stopped you is because right on the right-hand side of where you were driving, there's a school. And schools are going to be opening shortly. So, if people like you are not going to stop. I am worried about it. So I said, uh, yeah, there wasn't a full stop, but I was slow, and I almost stopped, almost stopped, because there was nobody there, and I took the left turn. So he understood, and I said, I was sorry about that. So then he said, can you show me your, you know, um, insurance papers and all that, you know, your driver's license and all that. So my insurance had just happened a day before so it was all done but my insurance agent hadn't mailed it to me emailed it to me i could have called her right there and then and gotten it from her but i didn't think it was you know i mean she's done it Mm -hmm. so i said my insurance has been done if you you can you can uh, check it and he did check it and he said yes your insurance is done but you don't have papers in the car but I'm not going to give you a ticket for not stopping, but I'm going to give you a ticket for not producing your insurance.
1: Hello. It, what was it? A better deal for you? Yes. Okay.
0: So, um, not stopping at an intersection would have been 168 dollars. Not producing my insurance papers, which my insurance broker should pay for, <laughs> <laughs> cost me 58 dollars.
1: What a nice officer. Look at that.
0: I thanked him, and I talked about him on air as well. I thanked him on air too, and I said, but you made your quota. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he, he got something. He did, and and he didn't go empty-handed. So, you know, I think what happens is sometimes when they recognize there's an issue or somebody complains, then they're going to sit somewhere and look for that infraction to happen. Yes. Um, I think it was on boundary road and hastings street in yes. vancouver burnaby border yes and what they were looking for is people making a right hand turn so you're traveling on boundary towards mm. hastings you need to make a right hand turn they're looking for people not stopping mm. like rolling but not stopping before turning right oh So you're okay. supposed to stop right and they were giving out tickets looking for that wow yeah And i know that because i had a client who did exactly, or, you know, was alleged to do exactly (laughs) that. Um, So, and they had a line of people that day in in the courts.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. Um, And I I, I don't think that's wrong for him to maybe stake out there to see who was stopping, who wasn't. Because, yes, it was a school. And I was in my speed limit. It isn't that I was going, (laughs) and, and all that. So he noticed all that. Yeah. You know, so that's why he did not give me a $168
1: ticket. Yeah, y- You know what? Not everyone is as you know, responsible yes. as you. So I think what they want to do is just make it a clear-cut, ex- clear-cut rule. That's true. Don't even think about rolling. Yeah,
0: there. don't even think yeah. about rolling there. Now, and, and now, um, because I have to go on that route quite a bit, and I just get there and I stop. Left, right, straight, then I take
1: it. <laughs> so you've, you've just proven their point. Yes,
0: <laughs> I have. I have proven their point. Yeah. I, and I don't want to part with the $168. I could take uh, Mel Chaudhry for dinner, uh, to dinner sometime, you know.
1: Better spent, that's
0: right. <laughs> Let's take a very short commercial break, and I want to ask you questions about family law, because I think, um, you know, there are... Um, dear friend of... Mine, Her daughter just got married, and they had a prenup signed. And that would come up under family law as
1: well, right? It's, it's a big thing that comes up big thing, under family right? law. That's so right. I want to
0: ask you a few questions about that. Sure. So let's take a short commercial break. Give your telephone number out as well. If people want to talk to you about ICBC, where should they call you? 604-604-689-689. 8888 8888 and you are available in in Surrey you're available in Vancouver correct and uh, make an appointment with him and talk to him and if you want to ask him a question on air today our number of course is 604-280-1200 or 604-299-8863 spice radio radio room jim sundry up gup program hai and um, I am laughing, but it's nothing to do with the topic. <laughs> we were talking about marriages, right? And um, and so some people nowadays have agreements, you know, that uh, if they're in any case, if we do not match one another and then we do have to part, that there should be some financial
1: agreement. Prenup. Prenups. Yes. yeah. Now, that's a romantic thing to bring up, <laughs> isn't
0: it? Yes. In my good old days, we could have never had a prenup.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and now what we know is like so many marriages end in divorce mm. or, you know, common law relationships that's end. That's right. Yeah. I don't know what the f- stats are now. It's always changing. But yes. I think there's more than 50% at one point. Mm-hmm. So if we know this going in and both people entering into a relationship are not there to get the assets or income from the other person mm-hmm. why not at least think about it mm. um, and plan, right? Because what happens is when you think about it and plan things in advance you're doing it with a cool head mm. and both people you know, they still like each other at that point mm-hmm. so they can think of it from a perspective of what's fair to the other person And then if something does happen, Mm -hmm. you've got this in place, something that both sides agree to with cool heads and still caring for one another, and it governs everything. Right. Right? Yes. And it doesn't mean you have a prenup that it's going to be, you know, like locked in. What I mean by that is the courts could always change things. Oh, okay. They don't have to just completely go by a prenup. But, you know, a lot of times they do carry a lot of weight. As long as they're fair and we can Mm. talk about, you know, what you need to do for a prenup to make Mm -hmm. it stand up. So, you know, I I don't think it's a bad idea to at least consider it.
0: I think it's not a bad idea if you look at it logically. Okay, look at it today's day and age. Look at the way marriages are working out or not working. I think it sort of safeguards both the parties uh, of all the embarrassment uh, at the end of uh, a relationship. Having said that, um, two people can live together forever, but getting married is because they want to procreate, I guess, have children, and so on and so forth. Not everybody, but, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not everybody. Yeah, my son is an example. Not everybody does that. But uh, but then uh, you are muddying the water even more. So I guess in that sort of a case, a prenup probably is a very good thing, but it sort of, when people get married, they're not getting married with the idea that one day they will not be together. They get married because they wanna be with one another forever till death us
1: do part. Yeah, and how dare you talk about a prenup? Exactly. We don't need a prenup. No. Well, I can see that side of the argument too, and not everybody needs a prenup. But I, I think as long as people think about it, then, you know, they can think, well, is it something that we need, right, and make that decision. Is the prenup uh,
0: protecting the poor or protecting
1: the rich? Usually, it's protecting the person with more more assets, more income, huh. Um that's usually the case, right? I mean, mm. if you, whenever you hear about prenups, you'll usually hear the person who has more be the one to initiate it. Mm. Now, not always, though. Like, what if a person is going to marry somebody who's very well off? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are always have in the back of their mind, well, why are they marrying this person? Mm-hmm. Well, if someone wants to take that completely out of the equation, mm. you, you know, I care about you so much mm. and your money has nothing to do with it. Mm. This is what I want. Mm. I want us to enter into a prenup. Mm. How's that for a different perspective? Mm. Right? Um, so for, for prenups, you know, you also have to think about whether you want to get into it. Like yeah. is it. Is it good for you? Yeah, so you know I've h- talked to clients before, and you know they come to me about a prenup, and I'm looking at the facts. And I'm thinking, well, is this really to your benefit, or right. is it more to the benefit of the other person? Right. And sometimes that might not even matter because they're just a fair person, and they you know they feel like this is the way it should be. Mm. So a good example. Have you ever watched Seinfeld? Yes. Okay. So there's one episode. Do you remember George, the mm. character George? <laughs>
0: Terrible so guy. So yeah.
1: he was dating Susan.
0: Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I do.
1: So George has this thing in his mind. And I don't know why it came up, but he yes. had his mind about a prenup. Yes. And, oh, I can now remember. It's because he wanted to break up with Susan. Oh, I see. So he's thinking, if I bring this up, it's yes. not romantic, and she'll want to break up with me. Right. So this is a long time ago where prenups were uncommon. Yes. So he brings it up, and then Susan starts laughing at him. Yes. You want a prenup? Yeah. Because she made a lot more money than him. Yeah, she had a lot more assets. Yes, she started laughing. Yeah, sure, I'll give you a prenup. Uh huh. Right, so kind of like the whole thing about well, you know, think about what makes sense for you. That's right. In that case, it wasn't going to protect George at all. No, it was going to protect Susan. Susan but yes. George raised it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yes, I remember that episode. Yeah, uh, and and he
1: always did silly things anyway. <laughs> and and sometimes, like, you know, what you can also just kind of get if you're thinking about a prenup. You, both sides can talk to a lawyer or mm. you can talk, you know, usually it's each person talking to a lawyer themselves. So you can get a sense of what does the law provide for? Mm. Because if you're happy with what the law provides for, maybe you don't want a pre-dump. Yes. Right. So let's talk about
0: that. What okay. does the law provide?
1: Well, generally it's uh, 50-50. Okay. Everything 50-50. Yeah. So there's Certain things are excluded. Yes. So there
0: you see, so there you go. It's yeah. not fifty-fifty. Yeah. So say, for example, uh, I am getting married today, and I own a house, but the person I'm getting married to does not. But he starts living. We get married, and and he's living in my house.
1: Yeah. Right. So, so what happens? That 50% rule. Mm. That's basically what's accumulated during the marriage, okay, so or during the common law relationship.
0: Not prior to that.
1: That's right. Now that can change, though, right? So let's mm. use let's use that example. So what's excluded? Mm. Well, if you're bringing something into the marriage, yes. As long as you haven't gifted it or or positioned it in a way where it becomes common property, mm. then the idea is. That's excluded. Mm. So a good example is the house that you mentioned. Mm. So you have a house before getting married. Mm. And what happens is, we all know real estate in Vancouver, Mm. you're you're together for any period of time, Mm. that house's value is going to go up. Yes. So what's divided is the increase in equity Mm. after the marriage.
0: Okay. So that brings to another question then. Here's a couple. They got married. One person has... Uh, property, the other one doesn't but uh, in 3-4 years into the marriage as you mentioned properties go higher up they sell that property and buy another property and at that time and then they keep accumulating money so then maybe 12-15 years or 20 years later they decide to split now, they're, now everything is owned 50-50
1: right or am i wrong so still well, wrong so that would be a lot harder yes. <laughs> to to exclude to exclude that value yeah, of that home right. yes. and the longer you go yes. and the long more transactions there are that, yes. that the money changes uh, the shape yes the harder it will be uh, uh, but i theoretically what you're supposed to be able to do is to trace that money yes so let's say you had um, equity of 300,000 before the marriage yes you want to be able to trace that throughout right but it, it's hard. Yeah, it is. And, and family law is very gray yeah. in the sense that it's it's not always clear. And then what also could happen is... is So another excluded property, I'll give you an example. Mm. Let's say um, one of the parents of the couple, mm. they give a gift. Mm, okay? mm. Maybe yeah. maybe uh, money for a down payment of a house. Right. So a lot of times that becomes an issue because the issue becomes... It becomes a family property because mm. the intention is the gift was given so the couple can go and buy their you know family home Mm -hmm. then the issue is well was it a gift just to their child Mm -hmm. or was it a gift to the couple to the couple Mm. that's a common issue and it's and it's not really an easy one to answer no (laughs) yeah yeah. there's a lot of gray area in family law for sure
0: in fact uh, way more than one can even uh, even calculate or think yeah I probably do think that. Shall we take a very short commercial break and come back? Sure. We'll continue with this topic. Mel is in the studio today till 3 o'clock, and you can ask questions on family law if you want, 604-280-1200, 604-299-8863 are our telephone numbers. Vice Radio or Radio Room jimson Sandra, Kap Shapka programme mm-hmm. Mel Chaudhri from Simpson Thomas and Associates. Hamari Sath Teen Bajitek. So we've got about ten more minutes to go. So we were talking about uh family law, we were talking about prenups, we were also talking about, you know, how would one uh look at either a prenup or look at how to divide a property once you think that you you you're no longer going to be staying with this person what are other questions that come up to you
1: so the so the one thing is to understand what are your rights without the prenup okay because if you don't know that then why are you entering into a prenup Mm, mm, right mm. so we were just talking about this earlier Mm. so what does it mean we're talking about you know the the assets are divided that's Mm. accumulated in the marriage Mm. so that would include if you have something from before but the value goes up right debts during the marriage Mm. or relationship are divided equally too that's the presumption um, so, sometimes what happens is the law says if everything else kind of adds up, this is what it should happen 50 50. Mm. But sometimes it, it's tweaked mm. or changed a little bit because of the circumstances. Mm. So, the other thing is spousal support's a big issue. Oh. Right? So, if you're in a marriage long term, and if one person is the high income earner, mm. the other person's not, and let's say the other person sacrifices by staying home to take care of the kids. Mm. Chances are, if it's a long marriage, that there's going to be a lot of support payable and for a long time. Right. So th- that's kind of like what you, you know, going in, mm. you should know all of those things.
0: If a if a family um, that probably doesn't believe in prenup or never, didn't know anything about it, did not go through it, but a couple got married and good marriage, everything fine, and suddenly after 10, 15 years, you know, the magic is gone out of the marriage and they both feel that we are not each other's enemy, but we need to separate and go our separate wa- ways. In that particular case, um, ideal thing would be if they both decide amongst themselves as to how to divide their properties. But if they don't do that and one person is vengeful because <laughs> they didn't want to separate, then it goes to court. So that way, both of them loses. Am
1: I correct in thinking that? That's right. Because if you think about it, you know, there's always going to be gray area. But with the law, if both sides kind of sit back and coolly think about what would happen if you go to court, Mm. then they should kind of understand, well, if that's what's likely going to happen, why don't we reach an agreement based on that? Yeah. And in that agreement, we can kind of figure out, well there's some gray area mm. so then you kind of resolve that gray area between the two of you and you guys can reach an agreement right but if if that's if you don't do that and you just fight it out in court you know one person wanting a hundred percent the other person wanting a hundred percent well who's that going to favor mm. it's i mean th- the lawyers will make money mm. uh, but i don't think any lawyer would, would want that right no. any i know you know i'm getting to know quite a few people in family law and the lawyers aren't like that mm. i mean for them they're if they can settle a case, they'd prefer that mm. because then everyone is is happy. But if you think about it, if you go to court and you know you're paying your lawyer so much money and it's kind of unknown what's going to happen in court, right. That's not great. No. So where you can try to settle you should. Yeah. so even with even with prenups, both sides should have their own lawyer and legal advice.
0: Oh, one lawyer cannot work for both of them?
1: Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Because what will end up happening is um, it can be set aside more easily. Agree. Right.
0: Um, we've got a caller on line four. Let's take that. Line four, how are you doing?
2: Fine, thank you. And you?
0: Fine, thank you. I'm sorry, I
2: caught the show at the tail end. So I just have a quick question. Um, so this is not to do with marriage do with more children Uh, so when i I believe you're doing family law correct yes that's that's right so um let's say we have assets as a husband and wife and um my daughter gets married and we have the assets now if something should happen to us this belongs to us so the daughter gets it and not to say that there's anything wrong with it but at that time, is that still a, the assets at that time that belong to my child, daughter, um, would that be considered as partnership thing, splitting it up, and or is it considered something that she has from previously? It's not earned by the two people.
1: So, so what happens there is me and uh, Shishmaji were talking about what would be excluded property. Right? So certain things wouldn't be divided. So even during a marriage, if Uh, one spouse inherits something from a family member like a parent Mm. then that is excluded that means the other party doesn't have a right to it but if that property value increases during their time together so say somebody passes and that property passes to your child now the value of that property afterwards once she has it grows while she's together with this other person, then that increase can be divided. But the underlying asset would be hers. Okay, so the principal, so to speak, would be hers.
2: The yeah, interest would
1: be yeah. Now, now, sometimes it gets a little bit complicated. And where it's complicated is where a parent is holding an asset legally, so in name, but the reality is the person who really owns it is the child. So I'm thinking there of a situation, and we've all heard of this, where, um, you know, uh, somebody is worried about their relationship with someone else, and instead of keeping the property in their own name, they'll keep it in their parent's name. Mm. Well, what ends up happening is the court will look right through that. Ah. So that's just, you know, it's not, probably not relevant to your situation, but just something. But it's good to know. yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a thought I've had. I can't
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, and, and the reason I mention it is a lot of people have had that thought. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. So we look at it as a loophole, but it's not a
1: loophole. That's right. Okay.
3: All right. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, to know. Kay. All hey, right. Thanks for the
0: call. Uh, line five, go ahead.
3: Yes, please. Uh, uh, if you don't mind, I have ICBC question. Will be okay, I ask.
1: Yeah, no problem, caller.
3: Okay, Mr. Mel, uh, my car is right off from ICBC. Like they send me to body shop and they say this car is right off. But ICBC say we will, uh, you know, offer you, you know, money within a couple of weeks. They haven't, uh, you know, uh, for me, but they will. In case if I'm not satisfied with their offer, what will be the procedure, please?
1: So uh, take a look at their website. But normally for those types of issues, they have a procedure they want you to follow. So the first would be you tell the adjuster, I'm not happy with what you're offering. Okay. And then you provide evidence. So look at other ads. Okay. Look at other you know vehicles that are similar. If you're unhappy okay. with the adjuster, then say, I want to speak to the manager. Okay. And do the same thing. Now, if you're unhappy with the manager, they've got a process on their website. Uh, I believe it's arbitration. And it's meant to be used by you know, just everybody. So hopefully, if you know if if you're okay on the computer, then you can look it up. Otherwise, get a family member to look it up. And there's mm-hmm. a process that you can use. And the last resort is they have the CRT. That's an administrative tribunal, but generally, that you know that's not used for that. But that's an option too.
3: Okay, and uh, when you say arbitration, then in arbitration, do I provide uh, my lawyer or everything arranged by ICBC?
1: You've got to present your own side of it, your own evidence. Okay. ICBC is not going to be looking after your interests if there's an argument. They'll be looking okay. after their own interest. So in, in normally you don't have to get a lawyer. You can get a family member, a friend okay. to help you, and they okay. should they should be able to help you.
3: So okay. well, nice of you. Thank you
0: very much. Enough. Thank you. Okay. Oh, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> 604-280-1200. We can still take one more call. Six zero four two nine nine eight eight six three. 299 Mel still has got three minutes. and You give good answers. Well, I, you know, I'm,
1: that's why I'm here, right? You keep <laughs> calling me back.
0: Yes. Um, Mel, if people who are uh, listening to the program today and, and are thinking, should I be asking this question or not and want to do that later on, what number should they be calling? 604-604-689-8888. And this is Mel's number. You can ask for Mel, leave a message for him. He'll call you back for sure.
1: Yeah, and, and this is partly why we do this, is yeah. it is a service for the community, too. Yes. So if you have questions, and sometimes these things are a little bit embarrassing to talk about on air. That's true. So if that's the case, uh, feel free, just mention that, you know, you've heard of me from Shushma's show, and give me a call, and I'll be happy to talk to you.
0: Lovely. So we were talking about... Um, You know, properties, one of the callers brought in a beautiful question about, you know, the only child. You leave everything to your child, right? And so sometimes you do not have a good relationship with your child's partner, but you you don't want anything going to the partner. It is all for my child. Um, And so as long as they're living, this is going to happen. And so once they go away, who cares?
1: Well and and you can't control it. Once well one thing is if you're gone yes. then you can't control it. But the other thing is if you give, you know, somebody something. Yeah. It's very hard to control what they do with it afterwards. Exactly.
0: I mean you might not like the the person, but your your child likes the person. You would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's right. Mel is always fantastic talking to you. And and I think the family law is gonna work out really well for you. Because there are people, everybody has a family, although everybody has a car too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <But> <laughs> and you know what? It does translate because I, I deal with individuals. Yes. And I think people feel really apprehensive to go to a lawyer and talk about their issues, right? So That's true. You, you know me. So my, yes. my goal is to be very, um, try to make people feel at ease.
0: Yes. And so do call Mel if you have a question and he would be very happy to answer it. Thank you so much for coming today.
1: Thanks for having me. It was great being back
0: yeah hopefully we'll do this again next month we will with that we come to the end of our show We sabhi jo aaj we'll be here tomorrow Or kal jagdeep guhra ji hamare honge because last week he missed his half of his program because of an accident on the way lekin kal wo pura sath denge hamara to aap hamara sath dijiyega stay tuned for the drive home grind with uh, maya right here on spice radio and your requests with nutan on Radio Jim.